apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jolter, first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not or even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And Week 16 is upon us, and we got a huge matchup in the NFC East between the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Eagles come in with one loss. The Cowboys are, are 10 and 4. They lost a tough game last week. But the issue for the Eagles is Jalen Hurts is not 100%. He hurt his shoulder in, in, their, in their win on Sunday against the Bears. And I think in this game, I think that's definitely going to affect this game. I don't think they haven't, the Eagles haven't ruled Hurts out yet, but I don't think he's going to start on Saturday on Christmas Eve. I think it's going to be Gardner Minshew, and it's definitely going to make a difference. I don't think the Eagles will be able to run the ball as well as, as, as they usually are. And I do think Minshew's going to have a turnover too, and that's going to lead to a couple of Cowboys scores. And I do think the Cowboys play a pretty good game offensively. I do think they're able to run the ball with Zeke and Paul, and I do think Dak throws a couple of touchdown passes. And he doesn't make as many mistakes. I think he's he's gonna be the quarterback in this game that won't make as many mistakes. And that's why I, I the, that's why I don't think the Eagles clinch the division on Saturday. I think the Cowboys beat the Eagles 27 to 20. But Justin, can Philly clinch the division and home field advantage on Christmas Eve in Dallas? I think they have a good chance. I have the Cowboys win this one though, 24 to 21. Um, you know, for Gardner Menchu, you know, if he starts again, he's a he's a very capable back quarterback. Um, he's played well, you know, as a starter and when he's had to fill in. Um, and I know too, yesterday he, you know, um, you know, delivered the eulogy at Mike Leach's memorial. I know those two are close, so I could see him having a very emotional game Sunday and going out there and playing a, playing a really good ball game. Um, yeah, I think the Eagles kind of, you know, but like for the Eagles too, it's a different type of game plan. Cause you know, obviously Jalen Hurts is more of a runner. Now you got Menchus, who's a more of a pocket passer. So it's a different type of game plan that they put in for him. But I think Gardner Menchus is capable enough to go out there, um, you know, give his team, you know, a good shot to win this game. But I, I do think the way Dallas has kind of looked the last few weeks, I think they bounce back at home and find a way to win this week. Yeah, I, I, I think this is I think this is a competitive game. I think, yeah, I do think – I don't think if Hurts plays, I think Dallas loses. I think Dallas definitely loses this game. But with the fact that Hurts is – more than likely not going to play. I definitely think I definitely think Phil, uh, Dallas wins this game. I think it's close. I think the Eagles compete, but I just think it's just going to be tough to win in Dallas with a team that 
is still trying is that that that's still in it to win the NFCs. I know their their chances are slim, but they still have a chance to win the NFCs. I think it's gonna be very, very tough for the Eagles to win a game in Dallas without Jalen Hurts. No, it absolutely could. You know, it, it, Dallas tough place to play. Um, you know, I expect the Cowboys yeah to play a lot better. You know, um, you know, it's gonna be a tough environment for the Eagles. You know, they you know looked pretty good last week. But yeah, it, it's it's gonna be tough for yeah, a Dallas team that's still trying to fight here, still trying to um you know, you know, you know, I know there's probably not, you know, there's not much hope to win division and all that, but yeah, for the Eagles, it's, it's kind of a, you know, they just got to win one of these next three here to, to clinch up a one seed. So yeah, you know, they're, I guess, you know, this late in the season, you do kind of worry if, if some teams kind of maybe pull some of the starters and kind of wait for the playoffs. So yeah, it's, you know, um, totally it's one of those games where, yeah, it could definitely mean more for the Cowboys and the Eagles, but I, I think the Eagles would love to, you know, wrap up the one seed, you know, at Dallas and kind of celebrate on their field. Absolutely. 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 Now the big question for the Eagles is should they rest Jalen Hurts until the playoffs? And for me, if he's not hundred percent, I would do it. You need this guy healthy for the postseason. If you don't, your chances to win the Super Bowl go way down. I know Jalen Hurts, I, to me, he's not as good as Burrow. To me, he isn't, he's not as good as Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, or even Aaron Rodgers when healthy, but still he's one of the top, he's a top, 10 to even top five quarterback in this league. And you need him healthy if you're going to make a run to the Super Bowl. So I think if Hurts is not 100%, I'm absolutely resting him until the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, maybe week 18, give him a rep, a series or two, just to maybe shake off some of the rust because, you know, they, they're not playing, you know, the January, you know, may not be the January 21st they play. So um, it, it could be a month. But yeah, other than that, I, I would wait out to the playoffs. Um, I think they could beat New Orleans next week at home. You know, they, they could even beat the Giants at home week 18. So, yeah, I think they could find a way without Jalen Hurts to win one of these two games I said earlier. Gardner Menchie is a cable backup. He, he can go out there and, and either beat the Saints or the Giants if they can't find a way this week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I, I'd rest him in the playoffs, make sure he's 100% healthy. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because the one thing you don't want is to have him play when he's not 100%, and then he gets hurt, and then you're starting, starting Gardner Menchie in your first playoff game. Yeah, it would be tough. Um, again, even though last time the Eagles lost the quarterback late in the season, that you know they ended out pretty well for. Them, oh, know, so. oh, we we both know that very well, especially you. You know that one very, very well. Yeah, I, I again, that's still surprising the way I thought that Super Bowl was in the bag. <laughs> I never thought there was a way Nick Foles can go put up over four hundred yards on us in that Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're right, and it happened around this time too. It happened around this yeah. time where Carson Wentz tore his ACL. And then, uh, and then Nick Foles came in. It didn't look great in the regular season, but then in the playoffs, he played great and it led the Eagles to their first Super Bowl. Yeah, it did. You know, um, yeah, he went on a nice run there. And yeah, you know, again, it, that made uh, Nick Foles a lot of money. You know, those, that off season. So yeah, you know, it, again, it, it's possible. I think Gardner's a guy that could go out there, win you a couple in the playoffs. He had to. Um, but yeah, you you you'd rather have Jalen Hurts because of that diamond dynamic you know ability with his legs as well um just gives you that different element of defense that you got to plan for absolutely 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 so we'll move on to a big game in minnesota this sun saturday on christmas uh, on christmas eve the nfl plan on saturday because because they don't are not, they're only going to play three games on christmas day so most of their slate is on, on saturday but this is a big game for both teams it's the giant both teams go off huge wins the giants coming off a huge win in washington where Kayvon thibodeau looked outstanding he was phenomenal in that game against against the commanders and the Vikings. What more can you say about that? Down 33 nothing, and they come back and win. And that started off a amazing week 15 in the NFL. But but uh in this game, I think this is a close competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is gonna be is the is the Vikings skill guys. I I, I do think both running backs are gonna have good games. I think Saquon's gonna have another big game. I think he's gonna have a I think he's going to go for under over 100 rushing yards. I think that uh, I think that Dalvin Cook's going to have a big game too because the Giants have a lot of trouble stopping the run. But the difference in this game is going to be the pass catchers of, of Minnesota versus the pass catchers of the Giants. I do think that Kirk Cousins will throw more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones because he'll ha- he because Kirk Cousins has the weapons on offense with Adam Thielen and with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson. And Daniel Jones clearly doesn't, and that's been an issue for the Giants all season. I mean, I think I think this is a game I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win, but I think this is going to be a tough game because because of their lack of skill guys. They're going to have to score more than 13 offensive points to win this game, and I think it's just going to be I think I I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win it, 
but I think it's going to be a really, really tough game in Minnesota. And I think the Vikings are going to do what they did. All, uh, I think the Vikings are going to do what they've done all year: win close games. I think they're going to win another one on Christmas Eve. And I got the Vikings beating the Giants twenty-seven to twenty-three. But Justin, can Jones and Barkley get the Giants closer to clinching a playoff spot? I think they do. You know, these are. I think I got the Giants twenty-three to twenty. You know, these two teams are the top two teams in the league. When uh, games decided by seven points or less, the Vikings are eight and all the Giants are five, one and one. Um, I again last week, the way the Vikings again came back, that was you know a lot on, on the Colts and the way they kind of continue to run their offense the last you know last quarter and a half there. But at, you know, Daniel Jones has played well in a dome, he's averaging two pass touchdowns a game, his passer rating's over 100. I, I think the Giants, you know, offense moves the ball this week. I think Barkley has another nice game on the ground. Um, and I think the Giants, I think Thibodeau gets pressure on a Kirk Cousins. I think he makes a couple mistakes in this one. I think the Giants, you know, are able to take, um, you know, um, you know, are able to, you know, helps out their offense. They're able to capitalize off of a couple of mistakes. Um, and I, I think Jones plays well enough. I don't think he makes a ton of mistakes in this game. I think he has one of his better games of the year with the way the Vikings play defensively. And I, I, I'll take the Giants to go on the road and find a way to win. I, Again, I kind of said the last few weeks, I just, I'm not a big Vikings fan. I, I think there's a lot of flaws with the team. Again, credit to them. They found ways to win, especially last week. But I think the Giants go out there and I think they find a way to beat the Vikings. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Kayvon Thibodeau because he was unbelievable. And that he was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, well deserved. Obviously, he had the strips, the strip sack uh, for the for a touchdown. Strips, he, he got got the sack, got the, forced the fumble, and then got the touchdown. And then uh, and then he he had that huge play late in the game to stop Taylor Heineke from scoring that touchdown. That was mm-hmm. a huge play. And then early in the game, uh, tackling Curtis Samuel in that reverse to knock Washington out of field goal range. So he was unbelievable. He th- that was the guy the Giants took number five overall. And Giant fans are seeing what the future can be with this guy. This guy could be, you know, this guy could be, you know, the next, the next Mike, Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck, O.C. Manure, or dare I say it, even Lawrence Taylor. This guy, this guy's potential to be an outright stud, and you saw that potential on display on uh, last Sunday night. And uh, I think he has another good game this week. But the issue is, is, is that they're facing a better quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is better than Taylor Heineke, and Minnesota has more skill guys. That, that than Washington does, but but you made up a good point about the Vikings too. They have even though they're eleven and three, they have been a very unimpressive eleven and three mm-hmm. team, winning 10 one score games, and uh, and really defensively they have not been that good defensively. Even though they added some pieces with Cedarius Smith and Jordan Hicks, their defense is is not, is, is not great. It's 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 below average, and uh, and their quarterback is good, but we all know about their quarterback in big games. But the issue with this game though is is. They're playing him at one o'clock, and he plays really, really well in early games. So, yeah, so this should be a close, competitive game. It's weird how you're picking the Giants, and I'm not. But, yeah. but, but the one thing we know is, is this game can go either way, but it's going to be close either way. It's going to be a one-score game going to the fourth quarter. Yeah, it absolutely will. Um, you know, two teams right now that, yeah, you know, Giants, you know, last week found a big way to get a win. And, yeah, you know, talk about Thibodeau. That that was a guy you saw at Oregon. That's absolutely, as you mentioned, that's the guy the Giants – where you know thought they drafted has had you know a quiet you know rookie year till that till that game and again i know you know he was hurt too um so you know i think that kind of hurts you know kind of hurt some of his development you know beginning of the year you know Owen ojalari has been great on the other side and i think that's kind of helped out too good point with ojalari yeah he had some good he put up people he's been good in all three games as he's been back yeah, so you know both those guys, as you meant, you know that's it's a very bright future on the defensive line for the for the Giants, um, and yeah, with the Vikings too, you know their point differential, they, it's only two points, you know for it's eleven crazy. And three teams, eleven yeah. and three, and you have a two yeah, plus two point differential. A big reason for that is they they've gotten blown out and they definitely got destroyed in two of their three losses, and they got beat by by, by double digits in their other loss to the lion to the Lions. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, plus two point differential, and you're eleven and three. Yeah, that's you know that that doesn't happen. I think it's like the worst one since like oh nine or something like that, or, or you know for a team like eleven and three. Um, it, it's yeah. So like I just I don't trust the Vikings too much, and yeah, I, it, it's going to be a close game, but I'll take Barkley in that offense to find a way against that Vikings defense. And again, I know the last couple weeks up until last last week, the Giants defense may have not been able to kind of find like earlier in the year find a way to kind of win a game 
but maybe they got their mojo back last week and they find a way, you know, at Minnesota. I got to think at some point the Vikings have to lose one of these. And maybe it's this week against the Giants where maybe they got some of the mojo back with, with that uh, road win last week against Washington. Absolutely. I, de- I, I, I definitely could. As a Giants fan, I definitely could. I don't think they're going to win, but I could definitely see them winning. And, it, yeah, the Vikings, they've been, they've been winning all these close games all year. And, and, and you could definitely see this being a week where they – you thought it would be last week, but they made that great comeback. But you definitely could see this, uh, this is a week where they could lose. And for the Giants, in terms of the playoffs, all they pretty much have to do, in my opinion – is win one of the, if they win one of their next three, they're going to get in. They're going to get they're they're going to get in the playoffs because I, I I don't think Seattle I don't think Seattle's winning out. Looking at their schedule, looking at their schedule playing at Kansas City, which is which I think they're definitely losing that game. They got the Jets at home. That's a 50-50 game, and then they got the Rams. And then if you look at the Commanders' schedule, they got the uh, the, the Commanders have the uh, they have the Niners at the Niners this week, the Browns and Cowboys at home. So I think one of both those teams are going to lose a game. Uh, are definitely going to lose a game, and then if and if they do, and say the Giants finish nine seven and one, they'll be better than the Seahawks, and if the if Washington finish nine seven and one, they'll be better than the Commanders because they have the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, you know, winning that game was, was huge for the Giants and their playoff positioning. Um, yeah, because you know, think KC plays much better than they did last week. You know, Washington again. I, I think it's to be very tough to go to San Francisco and win this weekend. So yeah, I think the Giants right now are in great position. Again, they should. If they don't win this week, they should be able to beat the Colts next week. And then I guess you hope that the Eagles already clinched that one spot and they rest everybody up and you beat their second string as you have to. So, yeah, I think that the Giants are in a really good position. That was a huge um, huge win last week to bounce back after you know, a couple of weeks where they didn't look very good and they found a way last week. So, yeah, they put themselves in great position. And absolutely, the Giants um, are sitting really pretty right now for a playoff berth. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we got to move to some sad news today. We, we that we just found out this morning that uh, Franco Harris, the the great Steelers running back, has passed away. He was a nine time Pro Bowler. He was a four time Super Bowl champion. Uh, uh, he was a, a three time All Pro. One of the best running backs in NFL history. Passed away. Uh, passed away this morning, and unfortunately, it's two days. Uh, before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which he was a part of that play, one of the biggest plays in the 72 uh, in the 72 division round of the playoffs when the uh, Raiders beat the Steelers. So really, really sad day with with the passing of Franco Harris. Yeah, absolutely. He was, you know, Pittsburgh legend, um, you know, was the all-time leading rusher when, you know, at the time of his retirement with over 12,000 um, 12, yards. So, yeah, he's a legend. He made an immediate impact when he came to Pittsburgh and won the rookie of the year. Yeah, um, you know, crazy that yeah, a couple of days before that, immaculate catch, and you know, before right before they're gonna um, you know, retire his number, which I was surprised that they didn't already, but um, yeah, you know, he he's a pit legend, um, you know, had a huge kind of on that Steelers dynasty there in the seventies and eighties, um, big part of that. So yeah, definitely um, sad news will wake up to this morning. Absolutely, and uh, and the Steelers, ironically. I know. I think this was scheduled by the league because they knew oh, this was yeah. close to the close to the immaculate reception. Uh, they're going to play the steel. They're going to play the Raiders at home the day after the, the day after the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception. So on on Christmas Eve night, the Raiders uh, play the Steelers. Both teams. This is pretty much an elimination game. Whatever team loses has no playoff shot at all. Both these teams have very, 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 very slim playoff hopes. And I think this is a close competitive game. I was going to take the Raiders, but I think with the emotion in the stadium and how emotional this game is going to be for the Steelers, I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to win it with their defense. I think they'll get enough yards on the ground from Najee Harris. I think whoever plays quarterback, if it's Trubisky or Pickett, won't make a ton of mistakes. And I do think they forced that one turnover from Derek Carr, which I think is going to decide the game. And that's why I got the Steelers beating the Raiders 17-16. But Justin, can the Raiders end the Steelers' slim playoff hopes? I get the Steelers as well. Twenty seventeen at home. Um, you know, I think it's you know going to be cold pretty much everywhere this weekend. I don't know if the if, if the Raiders here on a Sunday night going to be loving playing out in the cold. Yeah, I think now with the all the emotion for the Steelers, um, you know, with the heartbreaking news this morning, I think they play well. I think their defense makes a big difference. You know, T.J. Watt had a big impact last week with the second half. Um, I, I think they put some pressure on Derek Carr this on. I put some pressure on Derek Carr on Saturday night. Um, and yeah, whoever plays quarterback, I know, you know, could have pick it back, but who knows? It's a short week trying to maybe get off concussion protocol could be tough. Um, 
But I, I think, yeah, they find a way to make a big turnover too. Najee Harris does enough on the ground. And I'll take that Pittsburgh defense to get one big stop and knocking off the Raiders this weekend. We got an AFC match, a big game on Thursday night at the Meadowlands as the Jaguars travel up to MetLife Stadium to face the Jets. And I think in this game, I I, I think that uh, I think it's going to be close and competitive, but I think the difference is going to be the quarterback. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to make as many mistakes as Zach Wilson. I do think the Jaguars, without there's a good chance Quentin Williams won't play, so I think they'll be able to run the football. And I, and, and I think the Jets will do a decent job running the ball. But I think the problem is, is Zach Wilson, he didn't play terribly last week. A lot of that loss was on Salah for terrible clock management mm-hmm. at the end of that game, taking a timeout, not calling, ending the game with one timeout left. That's inexcusable. But I, I think I think that it's a close competitive game, and I'm taking the better quarterback here. I think Zach Wilson is going to make a mistake or two that's going to cost the Jets, and that's why I think the Jags go to 7-8, and eight, and the Jets also fall to 7-8. and eight. That's why I got the Jags winning this game 23-17. to 17. But, Justin, can the Jets defense and Zach Wilson keep their playoff hopes alive? No, I get the I get the Jaguars this one 21 to 17. Um, you know, I think for that Jets defense, they you know, they play well. I think it's gonna be rainy and windy. So I think, you know, as you mentioned, that running game is gonna be huge in this one. And the Jets, you know, haven't ran the ball a lot well the last two weeks. I think Jaguars make enough stops. ETN's got five fumbles on the year, though. If it's raining, you know, he's gotta he's gotta be able to hold on to that football. Um, you know, the Jags kind of found a way last week to get a big turnover. I think they do you know, again this week. And I think for them too, you got to kind of contain Wilson in the pocket. Cause I've, you know, he's a much better quarterback when he's outside the pocket. And that's really when he makes plays happen. Cause I'm like, I think there was one when he's in the pocket, forgot who he threw it to. He like spiked the ball as like a five yard pass. It's just, yeah, yeah. you know, I, it's like, he's got like the yips with a close pass, but he throws a deep ball pretty well. It's oh just, yeah. You, you know. saw that throw at the end of the game. Yeah. You saw that, that throw to Garrett Wilson too. I mean, he, yeah. yeah, he's got a, he's got a really good arm. He's really athletic. The yeah. problem is, yeah, if, if when he's in the pocket, he's absolutely terrible. Yeah, it. I know that's something at BYU. He he was out of the pocket a lot, and I just I you know, I think maybe just trying to you know maybe find some stuff for him to get outside the pocket and do and do some things outside of that could could help. But um, it's you know the number one and two quarterback from the twenty twenty class, and they're kind of both going in different director directions right now. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, talking about that, I just think Trevor Lawrence right now is in a better spot than Zach Wilson. They find a way on the road. They're playing well. I'll take the Jaguars to find a way to get the win. Yes, I definitely agree with you there. So we got a Christmas Day matchup of one team who has very slim playoff homes and one team, even though they've lost three in a row, there's a very, very good chance of making the playoffs as the Packers travel to Miami to face the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins offense got back on track last week. I thought Tua had a really, even though they lost, I thought Tua had a really good game. I think he has another really good game this week. I think they run the ball with Raheem Mostert. I think they run the ball for over 100 yards. But I do think that Aaron Rodgers has a good game too. I think it comes down to the end, but I'm going to take the team with more talent. That's the Miami Dolphins. I got the Dolphins going to nine and six, beating the Packers 31 to 24. But Justin, can Aaron Rodgers keep the Packers slim playoff hopes alive? I don't think he does this week. I got the Dolphins as well, 24 to 20. Um, now I didn't think they were great last week against the Rams. I know they, they had a lot of success running the football last week. Um, but they're two and seven against teams that are 500 or above that. They, they really have not played well against the top level competition. Um, I think, you know, Rogers does make some throws in this game against that Miami defense. I just don't think it's enough. I think Miami finds a way to finally bounce back. They did, as you mentioned, they did play pretty well last week at Buffalo, um, in that weather. I thought, you know, they, they could very easily get blown out. They didn't, I think they find a way to bounce back. And I just, the you know, if you see there was some frustration there, Rogers at the end of the game, they're trying to get the ball to Christian Watson. They couldn't, um, and I'll take, I'll take the Dolphins at home to uh, get the win on Christmas night. All righty, we got your team who's trying to bounce back from an absolutely terrible loss last week as the Bengals travel up to Foxborough to face the Patriots. And I do think they keep the the Pats keep this game close early. I I do think that uh, their, their defense keeps this game close early. But in the second half, I think the better team is going to show why they're the better team. And I, th- I think that Joe Burrow Earl has a big game. I do think Belichick will limit Jamar Chase's production, but Joe Burrow is definitely going to find other guys on that offense. Uh, two step up for the Bengals, so I think he throws a touchdown pass or two. And I just don't think the Patriots' offense is going to keep can, can keep up with Joe Burrow. I don't think they're capable of it. I think, I think this offense is not good at all. There has to be a change in the offseason. Who the hell ever told Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers to start lateraling the ball? 
That, that that was absolutely terrible. I think it's going to be a rough day for the Pats offense. I think Mac Jones is going to turn the ball over a couple times. And I think the Pats are falling to 7-8. and eight. I get the Bengals winning this game 27-14. But, Justin, can uh, can the Pats D and Mac Jones keep their playoff hopes alive? Yeah, I don't think so. I got the Bengals 24-17. I think that was a nail in the coffin Sunday. I just yeah. – it just, you know. Again, the other stuff, too, is – we can't get a play in. It, it's week four. It's you know week fifteen. We can't get a play in on time. We look so discombobulated in the yeah. red zone. We just yeah. it, it's it's pitiful. Yeah, I just yeah. I, again, if it's Matt Patricia comes back, if I'm Mac Jones, I I go to Bill's office and say it's either me or him. Exactly, I, exactly. I think, you yeah. you asked you asked me trade. You can't have yeah. you can't have Matt Patricia back being the offensive coordinator. That is the number one thing. Is he has got to go. That's got to be mm-hmm. the number one thing that happens this offseason. He has got to be gone. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he absolutely does. And if he doesn't, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a riot up there. Because again, it's just the why. Again, it's just you know the stuff. The same stuff's gonna happen this week. The wide receivers they just don't run great routes. So there's four guys right next to each other. It's it's just. It's just a it's a big mess that offense. Now I know the Bengals have to a slow start, but the Bengals, you know, last week capitalized off of some turnovers. I think they get a couple again this week. Pages don't finish in the red zone. You know, the Bengals will. Um, and I just wonder what that crowd's gonna be like. There's just so much frustration. And I've even got I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed of the pay, of Bill's kind of stubbornness. I've really defended him all that, but I'm I'm starting to get tired of the stubbornness here. And I uh, you know it'll be interesting how that 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 crowd is on on um Saturday. I but I'm I'm taking the Bengals. I kind of lost all hope in the team. Um, yeah. just just the way he lost last week. I'm telling you, if they if if they start losing early, you're gonna hear the Boo Birds very very early at that in that game. You're gonna you're gonna hear the Boo Birds. And yeah, as a pay, yeah, you gotta start getting annoyed about Bill's stubbornness. I mean, you, you're right. You, really, you you you've went from in three years, you've went from a one of the best team, most organizations. In, in the history of sports to an average team. I mean, I know a lot of that has to do with the fact you don't have Tom Brady anymore, but you, you didn't expect after Tom Brady left for the Patriots to be middle of the pack three years later. You thought they, 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 they you didn't think they would be like maybe the favorite to win the Super Bowl, but you would think they would be in the mix. But they right now they aren't even close to being in the mix and they're clearly an average football team. Yeah, yeah, they are. You're absolutely right. You know, they, they're average. And again, I, I I rather not make the playoffs. We're just getting slaughtered by Buffalo or KC, whoever's in that two spot. You know, it's just gonna be the same story as last year. Yeah, you know, you thought by year three they would get this thing going. You know, again, Coulstrain got the good start, but he hasn't been great. Other than that, the draft class has been pretty good. I know Thor. I you know Thornton getting hurt. I think hurt him, but I I do like the potential of Taekwon Thornton for the next couple of years. You know, like I think they've drafted decently the last couple of years, but it's just. Yeah, you know, again, this is a huge, but we have the most expensive wide receiver room in the, in the league. And it's not and that good. That promise no. is not that good at all. I mean, Hunter no. Henry is average at best. Aguilar's below average. Bourne has been has been missing in action this year. And yeah. so, yeah, you look at the, yeah, you, you spent all that money two years ago. And really, the one guy that's helped you, I know he's been great, but the one guy that's been by far the best guy is in Matt Judon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. Um, you know, and then that's that's helped Josh Uche as well. He he's been on fire the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Uche's, you know? Uche's been good. Yep. Yeah. You now Jacoby Meyer's been good. He's a free agent at the end of the year. You know, but like again, he's not a number one. He's been great. I besides that kind of turnover there at the end of the game, he's he's been really good. But he's not a one, and that's kind of the problem. They need to find a number one wide receiver. They need to find one of these. DeAndre Hopkins, Jamar Chase, Devontae, you know, somebody in that top talent level, they got to find that offseason. Um, they just haven't. And, yeah, that's why they've been an average football team. And the Bengals will uh, expose that this weekend. Yeah, I mean, going to the offseason, they got to do two things. They got they got to get they got to get rid of Patricia. Patricia's got to go, and they got to get Max Jones, a top tier guy. You've seen his, look at his two other look at his two former teammates at Alabama. They've gotten top tier guys, and they've and they've had and and Hertz is an MVP candidate, and two has had a really good year. You got to get Mac Jones, a top guy. You can't just act like he's Tom Brady and just yeah. can just figure it out with anyone. Brady's like yeah. one of the few quarterbacks in the history of the league that could do that. They got to stop acting like. You know, well, when, when you know we've done this, we've done it this way for twenty years. We really haven't gotten top tier receivers outside of Randy Moss. You can't do that anymore. You have to get him a top tier receiver. The reason you had all that success, you were able to have all the success you had, is because you had the greatest quarterback of all time. Stop getting in the way of your culture and start getting some talent on this team. 
Yeah, I you I completely agree with you. They have to. Yeah, you know, that's that's the issue. He just I think they put too much on Mac Jones um they put too much on Mac Jones's shoulder this year. And again, it's just I I think it, he's at a point where the confidence is pretty much gone. I with the OC, I'd bring back Bill O'Brien. Again, I I think that's the only way you get his confidence back. That was his OC at Alabama. Um I think yeah, you mentioned too, you got to go get another top wide receiver. I think that's the only way you could help him. Again, just make like I, I know he wants to get DC to be you know his son Steve, you know. Oh please, please I, I, and I please get the kids get the kids off the staff or don't elevate the kids. That's another issue. Yeah. So that that's why I don't think he gave Patricia the DC job. That that's so I'm like, just have him as an analyst or something. Just have him do a position coach. Just do something like that. Don't have him anywhere near this offense next year. To you me, can't. to me, him and judges need to be fired. They need to go. Yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. George can go back to special teams. That's another one. We need to get rid of that special teams coordinator. He's right, yeah. in that area. We'll hey, you, t- can bring, you, can, you can bring teams. Judge back to special teams. That's yeah. a, that's his only expertise. That's his, yeah. as I know. That's 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 his only expertise in football is special teams. Yeah, that yeah, he's great in that area. Anything else, no, because our special teams doesn't be great either. And that's another Bill Belichick thing is our special teams are usually very kind of you know they're very usually pretty perfect. It has not been that case this year either. That's another one. Yeah, not at all, not at all, not at all. Yeah, if this team misses the playoffs, there has got to be, got to be changes mm-hmm. up there. There's got to yeah, be absolutely. changes. Hein Bloom may take some of that, you know. They, it probably helps Bill in that staff that Hein Bloom's been so bad and he's getting absolutely destroyed right now in Boston. But, yeah, at some point, they're, they're, the media is going to be start turning on Bill and all them. So, yeah, very soon they're going to – because very soon they're not going to care about the Red Sox anymore. So No, no, no. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Bill this offseason. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So now we got an interconference matchup in Baltimore as the Falcons travel to Baltimore to play the Ravens. We'll see if Lamar's still questionable. We don't know if he's going to play or not, but I don't even care if Tyler Huntley plays this game. I think the Ravens win. I think the Ravens win because of their running game, and I think the Ravens win because of their defense. I think this is a low-scoring game in very, very cold weather that I think the Ravens win, and I think they win at 19-10. to 10. But, Justin, could the Falcons run the game, carry them to an upset win, and keep their hopes of winning the NFC South alive? I don't think so. I got the Ravens 21 to 13. Um, Ritter did not look very good last week. Um, he just didn't really look a 100% ready to be out there. Um, and I think Baltimore is going to get a lot of pressure on this week. I think, you know, he's going to make a mistake or two this week. Um, you know, I, I think that running game could help with Patterson, you know, maybe trying to open things up, but the Ravens have been so, you know, have been really good against the run, you know, then, as we know, their area has been in the secondary and I don't think they're going to be able to expose that, especially with the weather too in this one. Um, I think the Ravens find a way to win this one 21 to 13. We got a big, big game in Kansas City as the Seahawks travel to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Another game where it's going to be really, really cold. But this will be a game I feel like that Andy Reid is going to expose that Seahawks run defense. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of Isaiah Pacheco in this game. I think Pacheco's going to have a big day. I think he's going for over 100 yards. I think Mahomes is going to throw a couple touchdown passes. And I think on the other side, I think Geno Smith is going to get behind. And I think he's going to continue to struggle. That's why I got the Chiefs winning this game by two scores. I got them winning it 31 to 17. But Justin, can the Seahawks pull an upset and stay in the NFC playoff race? No, I got the Chiefs as well, 20 to 17. Um, yeah, I you know, think the defense is really gonna struggle this week. You know, the Chiefs moved the ball last week at Houston, didn't finish a couple penalties. Um, and I, I think, you know, and Kansas City's defense, I think this week's gonna play a lot better. I think, you know, kind of just beating themselves again last week. You know, they, they got lucky they got that turnover there in overtime. Um, but you know, Kenneth Walker last four games really struggled to get anything going. You know, I think Geno Smith makes a couple mistakes this week. You know, I think Kansas City gets pressure on them, and I think Kansas City finds a way to win by two scores. We got a big matchup in the NFC. As who would have thought? You know, you know, about a couple months ago, this would be such a big game. But the Lions travel down to Carolina to face the Panthers, and I think in this game, I think that the Lions' offense is going to continue to play well. They're going to continue to run the football. I think Jared Goff is going to throw a couple touchdown passes, but I do think that Sam Darnold is going to have another good game too. And I think it's going to be close, but in the end, I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback. And that's why I got the Lions uh, getting closer to that that last playoff spot, beating the Panthers 27-20. to But, Justin, can Darnold lead the Panthers to an upset win and keep their hopes to win the NFC South alive? I don't think so. I got the Lions as well, 24-16. to um, You know, I think Darnold and them, they, they've been playing, um, you know, tough loss last week. But, you know, Darnold, you know, hasn't been horrible for him. 
Um, but again, there's just not a ton of talent on, on the offense right now. Um, I think their offensive line struggles. You know, Detroit's defense, again, it isn't great, but they are improving a little bit. They're least, playing you know? better, and that's been yeah. the big reason why they've gotten hot. I think yeah. because at the beginning of the year, their defense was probably the worst in football. The reason they've gotten hot is, yes, the offense has played really well, but also the defense has improved. Yeah, it has. You know, I got to give Dan Campbell a lot of a lot of credit there. I kind of wrote them off at one and six and all that, but he's gotten that team to play a, a lot of good football lately. Yeah, that that defense, I think, you know, is good enough, especially against his Panther def or against his Panther offense. Yeah, I think Darnold will make a couple plays in this one, but I think they settle for a couple of few goals. You know, and that and their defense isn't going to be able to keep up with the Lions, and they find a way to win by um, eight points on the road. We got the Saints traveling up to Cleveland to face the Browns, and I think this is a game where Nick Chubb has a big game on the ground. I think he goes for over 100 yards. I think Watson throws a couple touchdown passes, and I do think the Browns' defense forced a couple turnovers from Andy Dalton. I think Dalton's going to have trouble in the cold. I think the Saints are going to have trouble in the cold, and that's why I got the Browns winning this game 20-9. to But, Justin, can the Saints, just like the Panthers and the, uh, and the Falcons, can the Saints win this game and keep their hopes to win the division alive? Now I get the Browns as well. Twenty sixteen, you know the Browns um, have been very poor against against you know stop, trying to stop the run, and I think that's going to continue this week. You know that the weather I heard it's they're you know expecting thirty two mile per hour gusts. You know I think it's going to be a tough day to probably throw the football. Yeah. It's going to be close to you know you know uh, below or you know to zero. It's going to be in single digits. Yeah, I think that's going to be a problem with the Saints. I think the Cleveland's able to control this game on the ground pretty much like they did last week against the Ravens. Um, I think they are kind of able to do that. You know, if they can get Kamara going, kind of keep this thing close against that Browns defense, they may have a chance. Um, but I, I think the Saints don't have enough. And I just think because of how bad they've been against a run, um, that's going to hurt them. And, and Chubb does enough for the Browns to find a way to get a win this week. We got an NFC South matchup in Tennessee as the Texans travel to Tennessee to face the Titans. The Texans aren't good, but they've been competitive over the last couple of weeks, almost beating the Cowboys and the Chiefs. I think they're competitive this week. I do think Davis Mills is a pretty good game, but I think the difference maker in this game is going to be Derrick Henry. Henry's going to have another. He owns the Texans, and I think he's going to continue to own the Texans this week. He's going to have a huge game on the ground. Tannehill will throw a couple touchdown passes, and I think their defense makes a stop late, and that's why I think the Titans snap their snap their uh, four-game losing streak and win this game 24-19. Uh, to 19. But, Justin, can the Texans hand the Titans their fifth straight loss? No, I guess the Titans as well, 20-16. I think they, yeah, they found a way this week. Um, you know, the Titans, I mean, for the Texans, yeah, it's been heart back-to-back heartbreaking losses for them. Um, and Henry last time, you know, had 219 rushing yards, and that was with Malik Willis at quarterback. And I know Tannehill's questionable this week, or, you know, and, you know, if it sounds like he might play. You know, and even if he doesn't, I just think the, the, the Titans – or. Yeah, the Titans are be able to run the football. The Texans have been, very, you know, one of the worst teams against stopping the run. I think that happens again this week. I think, you know, Willis makes enough plays through the air. And I, I think for the Texans, just the, heart, the back-to-back heartbreaking losses, I think they find another way to kind of lose one in, in tough fashion. I think Tennessee finally gets, finally gets in the one column once again. Got the Bills heading out to Chicago to face the Bears. And I think this is a game that the Bills win win pretty handedly. I know the weather's going to be tough, so maybe it's close early. But I think the defense forces two or three turnovers from Justin Fields. I think the offense for the Bills, they're able to score enough points. points, And that's why I think the Bills win this game and win it pretty convincingly. I got the Bills winning this one 27-10. And, Justin, I assume you got the same. I hit the Bills 23-14. to Yeah, I think the Bills, the offense, be able to do pretty much what they want. Um yeah, I think, you know, the weather may make this thing close. Again, the Bills got to get right. They last couple of weeks, they haven't been great. I know they, they won't kind of shoot out last week against the Dolphins. Um, kind of big week here to get right. I think for Fields, I think he's be under pressure a lot. Um, you know, I just think with that offensive line and all that, I just, you know, worry. Can he say, how much longer can he stay healthy with this old line right now? Um, I think the Bills find a way to win by their win 23-14. We got the Commanders and the Niners this week. We got a big game between between the between those two teams. The Niners, the, right now, they look like the second best team in the NFC. The Commanders, uh, they they had a brutal loss on Sunday night against the Giants, and I think it's gonna. I think the Commanders are gonna lose another one. I think I think uh, Christian McCaffrey's gonna have a pretty good game on the ground. I think Prudy's gonna throw a couple touchdown passes. And I think that Niners team is gonna force a couple turnovers from Taylor Heineke, and I think turnovers are gonna hurt the Commanders again this week. That's why I got the Commanders falling out out of the playoff picture. I got them. I got the Lions moving in. Commanders falling out. 
I got the Niners winning this game 24 to 13. But Justin, can can Heineke bounce back this week and keep the commanders in the seventh spot? I don't think so. I get the Niners as well, 24 to 14. Um, I I just think it'd be difficult against that Niners defense. They've been playing really well. Um, I think a turnover, it's really going to hurt the the commanders this one. I think the Niners are going to get a lot of pressure on Heineke. They got to come out to a fast start, though, because in the last, you know, five games to save for the 49ers in the first half, they've gone up 17 to 10 twice. They've had a 10 nothing lead, a 28 nothing lead, and a 14 to 3 lead. And again, you're not coming, you're not going to be able to come back from um, behind from that team, especially because, you know, if you got to be one dimensional, um, their pass rush has, has been phenomenal. I, I, if watching get out to a fast start, keep this thing close, maybe they do have a chance. But I, I just think that Niners defense is too tough. I think their offense is going to struggle. And um, I think they win it. And Hector's comment, the Niners are a real threat to the Eagles in the, the NFC. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. oh, with, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Especially if Hurts is banged up. Then they mm-hmm. really, they, they definitely are a threat. Oh, yeah. I think the Niners right now, I wrote an article about it. They're clearly the second best team in the NFC. Oh, yeah. That that defense is playing really out of their mind right now. They, they've really stepped up for kind of the injuries that they've had offensively. And yeah, that, that, that's a, that's going to be a tough team. You know, yeah. If they can get Jimmy G back, you know, and yeah, if Hertz is banged up, um, that that's definitely a team that could, um, definitely knock off the, the Eagles. Even, you know, even that, that game's in, you know, that game will be in Philly more than likely. I, I think the Niners can go in there and I, I think they could knock them off again. They went to Lambeau last year in the snow, knocked them off in, in, in the, um, in the playoffs. I don't think that that team's going to be intimidated going to Philly. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> there, there's no way. And, and knowing with the, and you know, you said it with the experience they have winning in Green Bay last year, they, they would not surprise me at all if they won in Philly. Yeah, it, it really won it. That, that team's really good. We know Shanahan's already gotten the Super Bowl. So, absolutely. That, that, that Niners team, before Jimmy G got hurt, we were both talking. That's, you know, that, that's right there, like the Super Bowl favorites. It's still, you know, the way they can run the football and the way they play defense, they still really have a chance because. Brock Purdy so far hasn't hurt them. Maybe in the playoffs he, he does, but you know if you can get Jimmy G back again, that that team's in really good shape. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we'll go to the two Christmas Day games, and this one this game was expected to be a big game before the season started, but it is the worst game on the slate in Week 16. And uh, I think in this game, Russell Wilson may or may not start, but I don't think it ends up mattering because I think it's a really low scoring, ugly game between these two teams, but I'm going to take the home team here. I'm going to take the Rams 20 to 17. And let me tell you one thing. The NBA is lucky that this is one of their games in the middle of the day mm-hmm. on Christmas. So Justin, who do you got here? Yeah, I got the Broncos 17 to 13. I just think with their defense, they find a way, even, even a Russell Wilson is a play. I think they get a couple of turnovers. I think Latavius Murray does enough on the ground. I think Denver does find a way at LA to get a win at, to um, get the win on the road. All righty, we go to the Christmas night game between the Bucks and the Cards. And I think – I know the Bucks are playing terribly. I know they're playing terribly, but the Cardinals are playing worse. This is just what the doctor ordered for the Bucks mm-hmm. to have a game against the Cardinals without Kyler Murray. And I think their defense forced a couple turns from Colt McCoy. And I do think Tom Brady bounces back this week, throws a couple touchdown passes, and gives the Bucks a commanding lead in that in that NFC South. And all the Bucks really have to do is, I think, is win this week and win next week, and they're, and they're in. But – it's just been a struggle all year for them, so I wouldn't be surprised if they lost one of these two games. But they, but knowing how terrible this division is, they sh- still at six and eight should be able to win it, and I think they definitely should be able to win this game uh, 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 on Christmas night. Yeah, I got them too. I think the Bucks find a way, twenty-one to sixteen. I, it, there's a good chance it may be Trace McSorley. He didn't look great on Sunday. Um, I think that could affect him. Yeah. Again, the Bucks played a really good first half. They just did not play well in the second. I think the Bucks figure out a way. Um, and, and you know, the Cardinals have one win at home all year, and they've lost eight out of ten. Um, I, I think the Bucks do find a way. You meant, yeah, you know, good point of just by you. You know, this is what the doctor ordered a team that's just you know kind of worse position that they are right now with all kind of how tough the year has been for the Buccaneers. I do think they find a way out of it. They find a way out of Arizona with a victory. All righty, so we'll wrap up talking about the Monday night game between the Chargers and the Colts. And the Chargers right now, they're 8-6, and six, and I think they easily go to 9-6. and six. I think that uh, I, I think that Herbert has a big game. I think they get pressure on Nick Foles, who throws a, who throws a couple of interceptions. I don't think the Colts are going to recover from what happened on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't win a game all season. 
they don't win again for the rest of the year after what's happened. And Jeff Saturday will probably be back uh, being an analyst for ESPN. And so I I, I think that uh, Chargers win this. They win it by three scores. I got the Chargers 20 to 7 to 10. But Justin, can the Colts come back from a horrific loss last Saturday? I don't think they do. I think I get it closer than you. I got 27 to 21. I just, it's the same thing. I just don't, you know me, I don't trust the Chargers. I, I really don't. It seems like this is a game where the Chargers may keep them around. Um, I think, yeah, things would be tough with the Colts. No, no Jonathan Taylor, but I think Zach Moss could have a decent game on the ground. Um, and yeah, I just, how much fight left is in this Colts team? Again, I don't know why Jeff Saturday snapping the ball with what there was like 18 seconds. It seemed like on, on the play clock every time I just, you know, I, I, yeah, again, I I have to imagine that uh, he won't be back at ESPN next year because there's no way that guy's getting the full-time job. Not at all, not at all, not at all. So the Yankees named their 16th captain in team history. But before we talk about that, we're going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker dealer. It is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger... There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspectors is licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. All righty, the uh, Yankees today name Aaron Judge the captain. This is the 16th captain in team history that the Yankees have had. The last one obviously was Derek Jeter. I mean, he... he, he uh, he he moves into to he's he's a captain with guys he's he's with the names of Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Thurman Munson, Ryan Guidry, and obviously Derek Jeter. So a huge huge day for Derek Jeter and, and no, for Darren Judge and a well deserved honor for him and it's something we had figured would happen after they re-signed him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know he's earned it. He's been a big part of the franchise since he's you know uh, you know you know got called got called up. He's been the home the hometown or. The homegrown guy um and yeah he's been a leader on and off the field uh you know it's cool to see Jeter there this morning at the press conference um you know yeah he's 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 been great again had the record-breaking year last year you know the the just you know the huge regular season last year so yeah you know it was very well deserved that Aaron Judge to get the um you know captain for the 16th time in, in team history it was just a one you know when he signed yeah it was just a matter of kind of when and you know they they got it done right away and they named them pretty quickly absolutely absolutely a huge huge honor for aaron judge and it's just just a great day for, for the yankees organization to have another captain and to have and to name a guy like this is the captain because it's well deserved yeah absolutely you know he's he's been huge for him um yeah you know i know now his mindset now is to go get a couple World Series. Hopefully, hopefully that does happen. Um, but yeah, you know he's yeah, he's he's just he's 
been a really good honor off the field, as I mentioned. Just you know, somebody that's you know always kind of stayed out of trouble, has always kind of stayed out of the 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 you know. Uh, there's never really been any problems with him off the field. You know, he's kind of by ink. He's kind of, you know, very well. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely been well-deserved that, um, you know, he got named captain today. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So there was nose on the other side of town, as we all thought last week, Correa was going to the Giants. But he fails his physical, and now he's a New York Met as Steve Cohen, 12 years, 312 million, 312 or 315. It's definitely over 300, $315 million. Uh, to, to, he's going to play third base. Lindor is going to play short. They got Pete Alonzo. They got Jeff McNeil. They already signed Brendan Nimmo. This lineup is loaded. They obviously got Verlander and uh, Verlander and Scherzer at the top of the rotation. You got Dyes as the closer. The Mets right now have all the tools to get to a World Series. They, they really do. And the big question is, is to you, to you, are they the favorite to come out of the National League and go to the World Series? To me, I'm still going to go with the two teams out West with the Dodgers and the Padres. I still go with those two teams out West. Do you think they are the favorite to go to the world series in the, in the national league? I think they are right now. I got, I got the Mets to do it. I think they got one of the best rotations. They got the, um, you know, kid from Japan, um, Sigda, if I pronounce it correctly. Um, you know, I, they're, they need one more guy in the bullpen. I know they've been rumored uh, also getting Liam Hendricks. You know, I know they've been on on him. That helped out in the bullpen as well. Uh, that that lineup that they got now is, is really good. You know, I know there's been rumors they may trade James McCann now. You know, that maybe opens a spot for Francisco Alvarez to try to win that job, the young kind of the young uh, top prospect. But yeah, you, you you upgrade that position. I know Escobar didn't have a horrible year, but now you can put him at DH. You put Cray over at third. Um, you know, Steve Cohen was has not been messing around, and you can see he spent all this money and that, and you know he's expecting a win now. They got all the tools. He'll be you know, Buck. I know we're both a fan of Buck. Um, he's got the best team he's had, and I think this Mets team now again they were they had a hundred wins last year. They were in control of that division all the way up to the end. Um, this team only got better this offseason because they didn't really do much to the lineup until they brought in Correa. That really helps out their lineup. And it's interesting where the physical fail, because that guy hasn't been on the IL. Correa hasn't really been in the IL for like the last three years. So it's interesting where, if it ever comes out of where that physical kind of failed. Yeah, I know. It's Chris. It's, 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 it's an awful couple weeks as a Giants fan. <laughs> you thought you had Aaron Judge. He doesn't come. You thought Jack Carlos Correa, he doesn't come. And on top of that, Rendon signs with the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> it's been rougher than the Giants. They they said, you know, they were gonna go out and spend this offseason and, and get back in position to contend, but yeah, it's it's been rough. You know, you still seen the Padres get a bit better. You know, the Dodgers are gonna be right there again. So yeah, it's been a really rough offseason for the Giants and they've struck out on everybody. It's uh yeah, the you know, losing Rendon two is a tough one. So yeah, for the Giants, it's um they all looks like they're not going to be, you know, any closer next year to being a contender. It looks like, you know, a couple years away, we'll see what else they can do this offseason. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's been a horrible offseason for the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, it's been absolutely terrible for them. And now going back to the Mets, are they the best team in the NL East? And I think they are. I think it's close between the Braves. It's a brutal division with those three teams, but it's, it's close. But I think with the Braves losing Swanson and the Phillies having Harper out to start the year, I'm going to go with the Mets to win that division. Yep, I'm right there with you. I think they find a way this time to win it. Um, that you know, just I think they find a way. I think they're the best out of those three. Yeah, it's a tough division to be a gauntlet. Um, but I think that rotation, they'll fig- they'll figure it out. They'll find a way to win win this division. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we'll wrap up talking about the Christmas Day slate in the NBA. It's it usually starts at Madison Square Garden, and this year it's definitely it's starting at Madison Square Garden as well. As the Sixers travel to MSG to face the Knicks, the Knicks have won eight in a row. They got the Raptors tonight. I think they win tonight, and I think they win on Christmas. I think the Knicks win on Christmas, win their tenth straight. Everything's uh, everything's coming together for the Knicks with Brunson, with Randall, with Barrett, Thibodeau. Is the, a lot of people talked about firing Tom 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 Thibodeau. That's that's terrible. You can't say that. You can't say that. Tom Thibodeau is the best coach the Knicks have had. I, I'd say since Jeff Van Gundy. Maybe Mike Woodson, but I'd probably say since Jeff Van Gundy. Thibodeau has done a really, really good job with this team, and I think he, he continues to. And I think the Knicks get a win on Christmas Day. I, I, I think they're getting that win. You agree with me, Justin? Yeah, I'll take the Knicks. You know, both teams are playing pretty well lately. Um, you know, I think they can slow down Joel and B down low. I think they got a really good shot. Yeah, you know, 
Uh, Brunson's been a nice pickup. Quickly played pretty well last night. I know Barrett, you know, just having around 20 points a game. I think at the guard in that home crowd, I think they find a way, you know, um, find, find a way. The, the Phillies offense has kind of been very mediocre this year. Outside of like Embiid, I know Harden was out for a month, but uh, I'll take the Knicks at home. Yeah, they've been on fire lately. All righty, we got a matchup of one one of the greatest basketball players of all time against one one of the a player that has the potential to be one of the greatest players of all time as the Lakers and Mavs face off in the 230 game. I think it's going to be a LeBron-Luka duel. I think they're both going to be going back and forth. But I'm going to take the player that's the better player right now. I know LeBron is the second greatest player of all time, but right now you're taking Luka over him. And that's why I got the Mavs winning this game. But Justin, can LeBron outdo Luka on Christmas Day, just like he did two years ago? No, I get the Mavs as well in this one. I got them at I got them at the Mavs at home. Um, you know, Luca's been really good. You know, both teams got out to slow start this year. Kemba Walker, maybe he's that second playmaker that the Mavs need. He's played really well since kind of joining the team. He had 32 the other night, so good to see Kemba healthy. Um, the Lakers are banged up. Davis is gonna miss a month. They really have not played well. It's the same problem we talked on last year. They can't shoot the three ball. I think they're worse in the league. They're shooting less yeah, than 30%. And, and in today's NBA, you gotta be able to shoot the three. Yep, and that's that's been the problematic for them. They're in Sacramento tonight. Hopefully, you know, the Kings hand them another L this tonight. That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, I, I think right now the um Lakers without Davis, I think Dallas finds a way at home to uh knock them off. Biggest game of the day. We got the Bucks and Celtics. It should be an exciting one. Arguably, yeah, these are definitely the two best teams in the East. You could argue these are the two best teams in the NBA. I think there's a great chance we're gonna be seeing these teams around Memorial Day in the conference finals, probably seeing him play a game seven. The biggest thing is, is where will that game seven be played in Milwaukee or Boston? Last year was played in Boston. You saw what happened. So, so I think this is going to be a close competitive game and I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with the Celtics to beat the Bucks. but Justin, can Giannis get revenge on from what happened last year? I don't think, I don't think they will have enough. I get the Celtics as well. I think Tatum has been phenomenal this year. I think, you know, this, the, the Bucks may have them with interior size down low. Um, you know, but, you know, can they take advantage of that? I know Chris Milton, since coming back, he's kind of struggled shooting the basketball. I know he probably needs to just get a little bit more rhythm. But I just think, you know, Malcolm Brogdon was such a great pickup by Brad Stevens in that front office there. They need somebody consistency to score off the bench. They've gotten that. I'll, I'll trust Brogdon and the rest of the Celtics to find a way to um, outscore the Bucks. Their defense has been great, but I'll, I'll take Tatum and company to get a win on Christmas. Got the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors will be without Steph Curry. The Warriors have been have been good, really good at home. Terrible on the road, as you saw last night, as the Knicks crushed them. They'll be without Steph Curry. I think this game will be close because they're at home. But I, but I'm going with John Morant to win this game. And I got the Grizzlies keeping pace with the Pelicans on top of the Western Conference. Yeah, I got the Grizzlies. Well, I don't. The Warriors have really been struggling. It's just their their defense hasn't been great. Um, yeah, without Curry's obviously tough and, you know, Jordan Poole was, you know, we talked about a lot last year and especially in the playoffs, you know, he's a good player, but he's kind of been their go-to guy, their key playmaker. And I just, you know, I think it's tough to beat a Memphis team. I know they haven't been playing well, you know, um, great either. I know that they were in kind of tough, tough, um, start the road trip, losing the last two games, but I think John Morant finds a way on the road to, um, knock off the Warriors. Yeah. I just, I don't think there's enough there right now. Um, and I just think the Warriors' defense is really struggling. I think Morant and company takes advantage of that. Last game, Suns go out to Denver to face to, to beat the Nuggets, to play the Nuggets. And I think this is a close competitive game, but we know what the difference is going to be, the superstar, and that's Nikola Jokic. Jokic has been playing outstanding recently. I think the Nuggets are the team that's going to end up getting the number one seed because of how good he is. And they're a championship contender this year because they have Jamal Murray back. I think that and he's not great. But I think he definitely makes them a title contender. That's why I got the Nuggets winning this game. Justin, can the Suns pull this upset in Denver on uh, on Christmas night? No, it's tough to play in Denver. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like Murray, he hasn't hit that gear yet where we're used to seeing him. Again, maybe it's still just trying to get back from that injury. I know they're probably trying to take it easy with him. But yeah, Djokovic, just, he's just, you know, he does everything so well. Again, it, it looks like he's he's in the running for his third straight MVP. He's been unbelievable. Um, and yeah, Phoenix right now is just so depleted right now with Johnson injury and, and Jay Crowder kind of sitting out right now with the contract stuff. So I just think with that, um, I think, the, I think the Nuggets take advantage at home. I think the Nuggets find a way on Christmas night to, um, continue to get that in that quest to get that one seed. 
Yes, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens there. Well, that's going to wrap up this week on Sports Talk with R&J. Uh, for Steve Ricer, I'm Justin D'Afrio. Justin will be away next week, but all will be here. Uh, we, we will be, we'll be breaking down week 17 of the NFL season, and we'll be talking about the college football playoff semifinals. So have a great Christmas, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field. The problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.